Blog Talk Radio. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Business and Books with Molly McCord, where we talk about the world of business and books as an entrepreneur, author, healer, solopreneur, guide, expert, anyone out there who is really passionate about building up their business into something with long-term results for sustainability. And in this show, we talk about various topics that are not in the mainstream, but affect us as we're doing our work in the world. And today's episode is going to be a psychological deep dive into family matters. Now, I got the go-ahead to just do this show instead of waiting until next week, although I have another, uh, I'll call it part two of the same topic for next week planned. But this week, I just felt we needed to go into some of the things that come up when you go into business for yourself, whether it's you as a writer who is, you know, writing the books that you really want to share and put out in the world, or you are building a business that is true to your heart and your passion and you know you can make money doing it. Uh, There's a lot that comes into play that we don't realize until we're in it. And so we're going to look at family matters because whether you're conscious or unconscious, we all have family stuff that comes into business with us. We just do because our business is both personal and professional. Now, why is that? Well, when you go forward into your business and you hang up your sign and you put up your domain name, you We all get into that sense of, this is me, right? This is my public me. This is my professional me. But you bring all of you into a business, into your ventures, into what you're doing. And that means you bring in everything you've had in your life as well. And so we can have this idea or concept that work is strictly professional. And at times it is, and at times it has to be. But under the surface of that, it's much, much more. And I've seen this play out with my clients, and I want to share some of these stories with you to offer you perspective and insights so you can be more powerful in what comes up for you. Uh, A colleague of mine, Brian, uh, he gave me permission to talk about his story as a case study. I'm going to do that in in a minute or so. But I want to touch on some other ways that the overlaps happen between our our professional self and our personal self. And, And what we bring to the table, so to speak, with our work is all of us, including our unspoken belief systems, the dynamics we've grown up with in our lives, the roles we've played for other people, Uh, expectations, our communication styles, and all of this part, all of these parts of ourselves is what we then bring into our relationships with clients, customers, partnerships, coworkers, readers, you know, whoever you're interacting with, your followers. Like we, we, we bring all of us into all areas of our lives. And when we're not aware of it, the patterns repeat and repeat and repeat 
But when we are aware of it and we're conscious of it and we get to the heart of it, it changes. And we see what's going on. We see what's happening. I had a client a few years ago who was really struggling with one of her employees. And she couldn't figure out what was going on. She's like, Molly, this woman is so stressful, and she, she brings so much emotion to everything when she talks to me, and it's, it's overly emotional. It's too much. It's, it's just, she's like, I don't know what to do with it all. She's always mad at me. <laughs> she's always upset with me when I'm just trying to direct her for, uh, towards her job and her tasks. And what we got to the heart of here is that this gal's employee was working out her mother issues with her. And that the, my client represented a mother, her own mother, and this gal was unconsciously using her as her own mother, and that's why there was so much emotion or why she'd get angry or why she'd be overreactive. And it's like, wow, she's bringing all of this to you because she isn't able to work it out with her mom directly. This is what happens. We go into situations where we find someone else who can represent that role. So you find someone else who represents who your mother is to you and you argue with them or you have disagreements with them in order to work it out with them instead of threatening the real relationship with your mom. So when we became aware of that, she could detach and she didn't feel so confused and she didn't feel like she had to solve everything for this woman. She's like, you know, I can see now how this is set up that I have to really let her you know, work on her own stuff, and I don't need to be responding to all this strong emotion and her strong reactions. I can just stay focused on my responsibilities and supporting her instead of getting tangled up in all that. So this happens with employees. This happens, it, it happens with, I would say, more than we realize because people just aren't aware of what they bring into a professional arena or why they're operating from certain places. Uh, another another client, um, he does more crafts, physical creation stuff, and his mom put so much guilt on him throughout his business venture. Why aren't you making more money? Why isn't this panning out? It was this constant guilt, guilt, guilt from his mom. And his lesson was to stand up for himself, to cut that off, to detach from it and to decide how much of that information he was going to take in. And is it really true? Is that really true? Because when someone is not an entrepreneur, they don't understand. <laughs> I mean, let's just call it like it is. They don't understand the struggle or how much work it takes or how much effort you have to put into everything and it doesn't play out how you think it will or there will be something new that comes through. I mean, there's all this stuff that goes on that people don't see and they don't get it, right? It's like they look at the, the surface or they think it's a linear line. And it's not linear at all. So his mom didn't understand everything that was going into his business and his progress and that he was making great progress between year one and year two and then year two to year four. There was great things happening, but his mom was only looking at one thing and applying attempting to apply guilt. And when he understood what was happening, he could really d distance himself from that and understand, well, she just doesn't get it, and I have to accept that and not take in those messages. So 
we're always interacting with people based on our own programming, you know, our own conditioning, um, our own childhood stuff even. And we don't realize it um, until something big happens or until, you know, there's something that comes up that really deeply triggers you and you become really curious and inquisitive. There's a willingness factor as well. Like you have to be willing to understand what's happening at the heart of something and your responsibility and your role in it. So the main story I want to talk about today um, is with a colleague, Brian, who he gave me permission uh, to share his story. And he's, I thought he's 28. He's like, Molly, I'm 30. I'm like, okay, excuse me, you're 30? And um, he has been an online entrepreneur for a few years, and he's had some great successes with his offerings and his products. I told him I would not reveal what niche he works in uh, in order to maintain his privacy. But he also has uh, another business, uh, you know, a, a job on the side, if you will. So his online business has been kind of his weekend project. But as it's grown, he's getting to the point where he can do more with it. So Brian has had money coming in with his online business. And what's happened is that, I think this is true for many people, when someone offers you their services to help you out, you say, yes, sure, I could use that right about now. And he needed someone to be in charge of his finances. And that person who volunteered was his mom, who is a financial person, that is her background, and offered to just kind of stay on top of things for him and take some things off his plate so that he didn't have to do it all and, uh, you know, someone he could trust. And so he said yes. His mom started doing his finances, which was great for him at first um, in terms of the taxes and maintaining, you know, what comes in, what comes out, expenses, all that stuff that can become quickly overwhelming if you're not a financial person. And so as it progressed... Brian became really uncomfortable with his mom and his mom's attempt of control and how his mom would tell him what to do with the money he made or felt that she had some entitlement to it. Oh, I'm working for free for you, so maybe I could do this or maybe you could pay for this for me. And it's like his mom was kind of getting into the cracks you know, of, of the foundation of his business and, and his money. And so he really struggled with some things for a while about, well, it's my mom and I know I can trust her and I don't have to listen to what she says, but I do want to help her. And if she needs support with her mortgage right now, I'll pay for that. Now keep in mind, of course, his mom sees all his money. He can't say he doesn't have the money when she sees everything he has. And it only amplified the dynamic between him and his mom that has been in play all of his life. So he and I were talking about this dynamic, and he was stressed out about it because he's like, I need to fire my mom, and I'm really nervous about doing that. And so whenever you have those feelings, I mean, it's like our parents always will you know, take us, <laughs> our parents can always make us feel like a child on some level because we know that that's the role, right? The parent-child dynamic that we've already all known our whole life. But this wasn't about letting his mom go in this role. There were other things going on. 
So this is where Brian and I had this really deep conversation about what is happening with your mom in your life and how she is influencing it in a way that's way too much, that's over, that crosses the line, crosses boundaries, and you haven't been aware of it. So what we looked at was how his mom is very social and his mom wants to interact with people. And his mom basically needs a lot of attention. And so she's the one who volunteers and she's involved and she knows people because she just needs that stimuli of being social. And so his whole life, that's how his mom has been and and that's just what he's grown up with. Well, because his dad was always working, his mom went to him for her attention and her needs. Now, Brian is the oldest son. He has two other brothers and he has a sister. He might have three brothers, not important. He has other brothers, but he's the oldest. And so he was the one who not only was the oldest, but, but responsible, mature, and nice, just a nice person. The one who says, sure, I'll help you. Yes, I can be there. Tell me what you need. I, it's no problem. I'll make it happen. You know, just a nice person. And so it began this dynamic when he was younger that he didn't even realize that he became like his, a, a surrogate husband to his mom. And I don't mean for that to sound gross or, or crass, but it is that he, be, he stepped into the role because his dad wasn't there. His dad was working. His dad did other things. His dad didn't take care of all of his mom's needs. However, his mom is really needy. So his dad detached. The mom turned to her son, who didn't understand or didn't know any better, of course. And what played out through his life was that he's always holding up his mom, and he's always taking care of his mom's stuff. And and so he always was there to support her if she needed anything or, you know, to honor her requests or to help her out. And it was something he never even understood. And so then, <laughs> you know, this was, this was the role he played. This was just what he was conditioned to see and do. And what happened was then, uh, on some level, his sister saw this. And his sister was pregnant and needed to be needed more money, so they came to Brian for more money and more support. I told you we're going deep with this stuff, right? Um, so it set up this dynamic that he was always the person people went to. Same with his brothers. They're in a bind. They're struggling. Brian can help you out somehow. Now, not only was this kind of an a emotional, supportive role, but it was a financial role. And when his mom started to see how much money he was making, it became bigger and more amplified. Like, go to Brian for anything you need, and he'll say yes. So essentially what happened, Brian had all this stuff that he was carrying. It wasn't his, but he had all these people overstretching, overreaching, he never said no. He never saw it. He always felt responsible. Now, the other thing about his mom was that she knew how to play the emotional manipulation cards of guilt and family matters. And, you know, Brian, I know you want us to have a good family vacation. I know you care about your family. I know that it matters to you that everyone's taken care of, and, you know, you have to think of the legacy of the family. And, you know, think about if you have kids someday. And, like, his mom 
would bring in all this stuff and put it on his shoulders, on his plate too. And essentially do this emotional manipulation around his finances and what he was doing with his business, the responsibility on his shoulders. And if he didn't say yes, she would then apply a lot of guilt. And it was subtle. But he picked up on it and he carried it. And he carried this guilt. And the fact that I'm responsible for all this stuff and all these people. And, I mean, you think back to that young boy who didn't understand what was going on. And and to be fair, I don't think that his mom understood even her role because she's highly unconscious and unaware and she just doesn't even know what she does or in the world, right? She's just someone who goes about her life and, and this is who she is and there's no deep questioning and there's no deep wondering. This is just who she is, how she's lived her life. So there's this sense here of the mother putting everything on the responsible, good-natured son. And all of that comes up when she is doing his finances for his business. And he starts to get really angry. Molly, why am I so angry? Why am I so pissed at my mom? Why is this all triggering me? Blah, blah, blah. Now my sister, and she's pregnant, and of course I have to help her. And right, it's just this giant blow up. And so this is when it's so good to have an objective person say, well, consider this, or maybe it's this. What's really happening here, Brian, is that so much is coming up for you to see where you've both been in these unconscious roles where she has always asked too much from you and you didn't know it was too much and you never said no, like you didn't have the boundaries in place for whatever reason. You didn't know you could say no, right? You didn't know you could tell your mom, I don't want that or that doesn't work for me. That was never modeled to you. That was never told to you. No one ever told you you can say no um, or there was no support for that. And so it just was never something you saw. It was like in your, it was just a huge blind spot that you you just couldn't see that you can assert yourself and what your needs are and say no and understand that you don't have to carry everybody else's needs and that you're being, you know, manipulated in a sense. And, you know, that brings up all kinds of stuff of like, you know, feeling crappy and feeling disrespected and feeling, you know, that resentment. So it brings up all this stuff. And Brian's like, yeah, I mean, I can see how she does this with other people, but I never realized how it was happening to me. And I can see how when she does her group activities, um, you know, she does, she will be the one who makes something that's a little bit of a dig. And I just never understood how that also affected my relationship with him. So we talked more about how his business is showing him the real issue with his mom. And then you know what? We went even deeper with it. And I said, so Brian, you have a really nice girlfriend right now, Carrie, who lives with you. Uh, Does your mom approve of her? And he says, no, (laughs) not at all. And why is that? Well, because Carrie threatens where the mom believes her role is. Like Carrie threatens that maybe my son is going to take away or this woman is going to take away my son or this woman is going to take away my resources. Like if this woman comes into his life, then it's going to take away uh, what, you know, what our family's about. And, and, 
Carrie is of a different ethnicity. And so there's some, his mom has some bigotry about people who are different and people should be the same as us. And in our family, we need to maintain this. And I mean, you can see the stuff from the outside looking in, but you can't always see it when you're on the inside. But Brian loves Carrie and that's his heart and that's what matters to him. And so they live together and they've been together for a while. And he says, you know what though? Um, my mom doesn't approve of Carrie and she doesn't want us together. And I always have a battle with her about this. And that's why we're not married yet. And so then we start talking about the other women that Brian has dated. And that he's like, every woman I've dated has always wanted a lot from me. And I've always been giving and willing to give them what they want. And, it's, and I said, well, yeah, because you have this template that women overextend themselves and you just say yes. Like you have this understanding that that's your role is just to say yes and to give them what they want and to be generous. And so you haven't seen even a healthy woman because a healthy woman doesn't need everything from you. It's like, yeah, I was dating this girl for a while and she just always wanted money from me and always wanted these, you know, the handbag and the nice stuff. And I didn't mind giving it to her because I had the money and it was not about the money. It's like, Brian, it's not about the money. It's about the energy between the two of you and that you're basically reenacting this role with your mom and that these women come in and they just don't have the best intentions and they don't have your best interest at heart and they really don't care about you. They just care about what they can get from you. And you know what? That realization can really hurt. And so... Brian and I, you know, you know, we're having this ongoing conversation and he's like, I'm not crying, I'm not crying, I'm not crying. And I was like, you need to do, you need to just feel what you feel about this and not judge yourself for it. But at least you understand what's going on here and how your mom, let's put her as an archetype or a template of how it's influenced how you view yourself in relationships and that you're changing that and you're ready to change that and that's why Carrie is so important for you because even though she is different I mean what does that even mean these days everyone's different everyone's different from everyone and and your mom's bigotry and your mom's you know old paradigm beliefs like you don't have to carry that forward you can if you want to but clearly you're trusting your heart and that's what's sustaining you through all this and that's why this relationship is still going because you have kept your mom away from it. You know, it's like precious to you. So you've kept your mom away from what's precious to you because a part of you knows, a part of you knows that you don't want to continue this pattern. So the fact that Brian was at a point where he could see all this was huge. 20, wait, it's not 28, he's 30. <laughs> he's 30. And he wants this next decade of his life to bring him a lot more than what he's had before he wants the success and he wants more stuff happening and he understood that it all got triggered by his mom being able to see his finances oh but we're not done because what it came down to as i said brian you know what this all comes down to your mom never let you go she never cut the umbilical cord you need to cut the umbilical cord and that's how you're going to be free, and that's how you're going to feel changed and more powerful and, and happier. And, you know, it's not about your mom doing your finances. You know, there's ways to have finances done these days where you don't have to even hire somebody. 
um, which is about, you know, there are online uh, resources, QuickBooks, Quicken Loans. Um, there's all these different places where you can have all that done. And you don't have to be the nice guy who employs everybody. So look at your options. And this is, you're at a point now to make this business decision. Okay, so first it's a business decision with your mom. And that's all you need to tell her. You don't have to do anything else. You don't owe her a big conversation. You don't need to go into this. It's, it, this is on the business end of things where you say, you know what, Mom, I found out this great solution for taking care of my taxes and my finances and my expenses. I can do it all myself. Um, you know, pay your mom to enter in the content and to get you set up on this platform. Pay her, right? Keep it professional. Even if you haven't paid her before, pay her now. And then cut this umbilical cord so that you don't have her on looking at your finances and what you have coming in and then obligating you to people. So that's one umbilical cord. But then the other stuff you have to do here, Brian, is go into what matters to you and your life and where your heart is and where your dream is and what your next steps are and allow that to be what guides you forward, not the guilt, not the sense of owing people something. You don't owe anybody anything, you know, and what you're going to find is that people will fall away because they've been feeding off of you, and when you cut that off, then that means people leave because they don't get what they need from you. And you're going to be strong enough to go through that hurt because it hurts when you realize, you know, people were using you or they didn't really value you. Like, that hurts. And so Brian's like, I'm not crying, I'm not crying. He's like, Molly, do you think I'm an idiot? It's <laughs> like, no, I would, I would never say that because that's not professional. I would never call you an idiot. He's like, I am, I'm Captain Idiot. I'm like, the biggest idiot. Like, how did I not see this? How did I not know this? And I said, actually, I don't have judgment at all. I have compassion because this stuff is hard and it sucks and it's painful and it hurts and it's okay to feel all of that, and it's okay to create a distance between you and your mom and to not call her back and to just let that boundary be what it needs to be for a year. Maybe you need time, right? You've just had this huge realization. Maybe you need a year. And what that's about is getting stronger within yourself. And uh, he goes into all the judgment stuff with it, and I think we all do. I think we are all our own worst judges at times. And yet what is so important is to normalize it that most people have stuff with their parents or their family that they work out throughout their lives. And when they do it with awareness and consciousness, they move through it feeling more powerful and more in control. And so I just was trying to also reiterate to Brian and to you, if this is bringing up something for your family dynamics, is that um, it isn't easy, but it does change things in huge ways. And you can't see it now, but you'll feel it. You'll feel how it sets you free. You'll, you'll feel how what wasn't true disappears uh, you'll you'll feel like, okay, maybe things have to end so that I can build again and start again with what's really true. 
Brian has a big launch coming in 2018, and it's going to be awesome because he's awesome. And this is going to be a whole different energy he's working with because he's cut out what isn't right for him. Um, The other part of this whole thing is that it probably is going to have its highs and its lows because these relationships that are so close to us, you know, that we've known literally our whole life, especially the mother-son relationship, um, it's a big deal. And, And so it's good to seek, you know, the counseling or the books or the resources that support you, that support you. And it isn't just this role. I mean, it can be like the mother-daughter. I have numerous clients who are working through mother-daughter stuff right now. Um, father-daughter, father-son. I mean, you know, pick your roles. They all interact somehow. There's always something. <laughs> it's always something. And so what was really awesome here is that Brian was able to see how his business was supporting his ability to draw stronger boundaries, which really just spilled over into his personal life and being able to have those stronger boundaries there. I was like, why? You don't have to pay for everybody. Like, it's, you're not about money. You're so much more than that. You don't have to be carrying that. And you have to take responsibility that you put yourself in that role, that there was something there that felt good for you. Because it's true, like we do stuff that feels good for us, whether that's instant gratification, delayed gratification, something for our ego. It all comes down to, you know, the the ego looks for that satisfaction, and that's what felt good. And so if you want to help out your family, just do so on your terms. And if your sister's pregnant, you don't have to buy her a new house. You don't have to buy her a new nursery. Give her something, a really special, meaningful gift or give her cash to put in a certain savings account for the baby's college fund. I think it's called a 528, something like that, because I have a toddler and that's what was set up for him. But it's that kind of a thing. Like, And then you're done. You don't need to keep controlling it, or you know, you don't need to keep holding it up. One of the things, too is how, you know, you can feel a real big loss around what you thought it was, the idealism, the concept of what you thought it was, and you can be really hard on yourself. And that's a huge self-forgiveness thing where you just understand, okay, at that point in my life, this is what I thought, this is what I believed. And what Brian was doing was he was holding a belief about his mom in a certain light. And that belief wasn't true, or it was only true to a certain extent. It wasn't the whole picture. His mom is not a bad person. <laughs> His family, is they're not evil people. It's not that kind of a black and white issue. It's just understanding that it comes down to the belief you hold. And what are you taking on that's not yours? And and what are you taking on that is yours, that you're creating, that you know it's yours? And I'm I love that he was um living with, with Carrie and this woman that he just loves and, and he, who cares if his mom doesn't approve? That's 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 your mom's problem. That's her issue to work out. Like that's her small minded 
beliefs, understandings, limitations, whatever. Not yours. Again, not yours. Unless you choose it to be. You consciously choose it to be and you're not choosing it. So you can see how all of this comes up as we go through our lives, but also in our business. And it's different for entrepreneurs and authors and anyone who is doing their own thing because you and your energy, you are the foundation of what you do. You are the foundation of the business. You set the parameters. You set the boundaries. You set the style. You, you set it all. So it's you. You are the foundation. And when that foundation changes, the business usually changes. When that foundation changes, you, you have to look at things too because you don't want to recreate it only to have it falling down. You want to recreate it on new solid ground. Um, I've, I've actually worked with, there's this other lovely woman I've worked with who's also um, really talented and super smart, and she just had some great things happening in her business. I was so excited for her. It was kind of like finally a lot of the gears clicked and stuff took off. And she was talking about how she's at this place now where she could say no to clients when they weren't on the same page. And she could say, you know what, I don't think we should move ahead because we're not on the same page together and I don't know this is going to um, you know, play out and I don't think I can make you happy. And she was like, Molly, I realized too that this has changed how I date because now I can say more clearly, I don't think we're on the same page and I don't think this is what um, is going to make either of us happy. So it spills over. And if you were to look back, on your journey and what you've learned for yourself, that you would see the spillovers and, and how, it, how one thing in your business came into your personal life and vice versa, vice versa. So just to um, tie up and end it on a really positive note, uh, especially with Brian, he came down to the fact that his mom never let him go because his mom did this power and control stuff, emotional manipulation. She knew that guilt would work on him. So that's her, those were her tools. That's what she used. He was responsible for cutting the umbilical cord because she never did. He had to cut the umbilical cord. And his business has become his hero's journey. And if you know Joseph Campbell and you know the hero's journey, well, it is the bedrock of filmmaking and storytelling. Uh, for example, The Lord of the Rings. The trilogy is, is the whole hero's journey, epic uh, story of, of how you set off on this new adventure and you meet different guides and teachers along the way and you, you go into the dark parts of yourself and the, the challenges and people who oppose you and the oppositional forces and you keep going and you keep going and you, uh, you find more gold along the way and you return to what matters to your heart and you, you return usually to what was always there. And so that's what Brian is really moving through is this like hero's journey of what really matters to him despite all the external stuff. And it's also true for women. Um, please forgive me. I'm going to do my own little self-plug here where I wrote a book called the Modern Heroine's Journey of Consciousness. And this is about the internal journey. Because the hero's journey is 
public, external, it's out in the world. But conversely, the heroine's journey is internal, emotional, spiritual, and private. And the truth is, is that women and men do both. Men do the hero's journey first, and then they do the heroine's journey internally, and then women do it opposite. Women do the heroine's journey internally first, usually, and then that gives them the confidence to do the hero's journey externally. So it isn't something that's uh, only per gender. It, we, we all do it all. <laughs> oh, good. It never ends. But that's, that's important to understand is that we do, when we're ready, we do both. And so that's what your business is going to push you to. Isn't that exciting? You're like, I didn't know I signed up for that. But you did because that's um, basically this playground we're in. It's the playground of your own energy and your own choices, and your own sense of self. And when you keep going, it will always bring you back to your truth and your heart and your desires and who you are. And it will do so in a way that makes you feel stronger, stronger, clearer, and more powerful because of it. So no matter where you are, even if you're not in something like this, consider this a heads up. Or maybe you'll have a conversation with a friend who's going through something like this. Or who knows how it will show up for you. But now there's an awareness here of how the business that you're on can really bring up so much more than you realize. And it is personal. It is professional. It's everything. And to maybe practice refraining the self-judgment um, because we're all figuring it out as we go. And even though Brian called himself Captain Idiot, it's like, well, we all have a Captain Idiot within us. That's just part of the package deal. That's just part of who we are. Um, but how can you be more forgiving? Because you just didn't know. You didn't know. And the other thing that changes is that now you know which changes everything, but your mom doesn't know, and that's not your responsibility. That's the other part of this, is you can't take on other people's journeys. You can't take on what they need to learn or what they have to figure out, and you could maybe give them information, but that doesn't mean they'll accept it or they'll learn it. So again, you can't, be, you can't hold yourself to being responsible for what they do or don't understand. You know, it's even wiser at times to walk away and to not engage in a conversation because on some level you know they can't hear you and you know they can't fully understand their role or what's going on. And that's okay because you're not responsible for that. You're responsible for you and coming back to what that passion is and what drives you forward. I want to give a quick shout-out to Brian for just being so ready and aware and I just think he's really great and I hope that he feels really strong in himself for what he has learned um, and that he has made some really good decisions along the way and even though I shared his his story veiled in, uh, in, in hiding his true identity um, I know that you know I, I just want to validate him 
and and to feel and to know that you know this is a huge turning point and it's going to pay off because these huge turning points always do when we step forward and move through with more power. So I'm going to uh, actually pick up this topic again next week and look at more of these overlaps. It's not going to be as intense as this example was, but I'm going to um, you know pose some questions about who are you in business for and look at that from a different angle just to help you stay on track and clear with what you are focusing on and building. So this was the deep dive psychological stuff. Um, and then part two of the same topic is, is going to be a little bit lighter and a little bit clearer. So I hope this has been beneficial. I really hope, too, that Brian's story um, maybe has brought you some clarity, awareness, compassion, you know, self-forgiveness, self-understanding to move forward. I feel that's why I had to do this show right away, actually, and not sit on it. And, um, again, I, I feel like it's meant to benefit more people so that you just know right away more of what's going on, or at least you can start questioning it. And if you need my help with any of this uh, type of thing, you can find out more about my services on online. also where I have videos and webinars and more training resources. So I'll be back here soon with a new, new episode, and be sure and subscribe because then you get the new episodes automatically downloaded or alerted <laughs> to wherever you're receiving your podcasts. I appreciate your time and your energy. Thank you so much, and I'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you.